Hey, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. And here we have Chana, Michael, Aaron. No, just kidding. That's I was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, and... Um, Don't forget youth, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? So, uh, yeah, Michael and Aaron are out because I told them that we wouldn't be doing a podcast today. And that wasn't true. Uh, Chana, I think he's driving back, but who knows? He could pop in any moment. You never know with, with Chana. But it's good to see you guys. We've been hanging out pretty much all day, right? At the AV yeah. Summit. How are you guys liking yeah. it? Love it. Yeah? It's pretty awesome. It's good. Yeah, Fomo has been, been great today. But that's yeah. probably, I love his discussions and his uh, yeah. insight. The Joe yeah, guy, though. He's... <laughs> He's he FOMO's very analytical. Hopefully he'll pop in here too. And uh I was telling you guys right before we we started this uh, that he's like, "So, you know, how does the structure like how do the people work?" And I'm like, "I don't know. We just we just go in and just talk. That's it. What's the agenda?" I, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> whatever we decided is. I have no idea. We just all uh after a while you just get to learn uh each other behavior and you know like friends you know how the other person acts i guess we're just a bunch of buddies hanging out man i don't, I don't know i don't know Facts. how to explain that so uh what happened today intro i did the intro video just to let people know what the event is about and i expected monday to be kind of a slower day just because it's monday you know it's a monday and it's funny i was telling you guys that companies typically want to get the first day Right, they sign up to do all their seminars the first first day, um, but this time they saw Monday and they're like, "Nope, give me Tuesday, Wednesday, any other day except Monday." So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, what else? What else did we do? Uh, oh, we had a talk, FOMO and I, about objective versus subjective. Maybe we can kind of get into that with you guys and see what you <laughs> thought. Um, and then afterwards, we were talking about. The difference between uh, using an ultra short throw projector, an you know overhead projector, and an 83 inch TV, if you were to have a $5,000 budget, and then the rest of the day we we're just kind of hanging out in the in the video chats, and uh, sometimes I was out of there, so you guys kind of know what was happening in there. You can kind of fill me in. Um, a, lot of, a lot of us agreed with the on the topic of objective versus subjective and having knowledge of you know measurements and things being able to apply them to subjective listening so that you're basically better educated it's like another feather in your cap yeah anything anything that you disagreed with because that's what we like we want to mm, want to disagree the, the, the suit the suit, <laughs> the suit. oh dude i told you guys it was fancy i showed you guys that it was messing up the video that's crazy yeah um, I, I, uh, I'm too new to start disagreeing and, and causing conflict here. I think I kind of, I mean, I agree with the discussion about using subjective descriptions based off objective measurements. You know, when you're talking about audio, for example, and you're saying, you know, this speaker sounds bright to me, then you can mm -hmm. back that up with measurements that the highs are, you know, plus five dB or something like that. So you, you there is a, a convergence of both saying the same thing, you know, to help the buyer, the viewer, whoever you're talking to kind of understand what you're hearing isn't necessarily just your opinion. You're just stating it from your own experience. 
by the way, my my fellow Joe audio reviewer, yeah. you have a a YouTube channel. I met you on the Discord yes. group. Yep. And you're yep. reviewing some pretty cool stuff. Whoa. You're reviewing uh, some pretty fancy speakers, right? Yeah, so um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with uh, Michael Levy from Alta Audio. Um, and I reviewed the Alex, uh, the towers in the past. Those are $10,000 towers. And then mm -hmm. I've been using the Alyssas for probably six months now. I still have the Alyssas here. Um, uh -huh. he, I ended up getting to keep them for an extended period of time. And it's been fun. You know, it kind of opens your eyes. You, you know, you hear good audio and, and some stuff can sound comparable to each other. Mm -hmm. But then you find those special speakers. Everyone's that's in here has likely found something that really spoke to them or you just kind of remember that experience whether you own it or just demoed it yeah. and uh, those were that speaker for me you know i've listened to a lot of stuff in the past and it just blew me away i thought it was funny how you were saying that you're going to be sad when you have to give those back because nothing yeah. sounds the same afterwards that's yeah hilarious. you know I, I i used them for so long and someone made that comment earlier that when you um you listen to a speaker for a long period of time, you start getting accustomed to that sound, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And then you switch, it was you, yeah. And then you switch back to your your OG set or whatever you're used to listening to, and all of a sudden you have to kind of readjust. Yeah. Um, and that happened with me with the Alex and the Alyssa's. You know, everything else seemed to either too harsh or mm. too dynamic in one area where the, the others, the Alta Audios just kind of played everything just the way perfect. you think it should sound, mm. kind of, you know, so. And and when we were talking, we we're actually you were asking me about like a little bit of advice for YouTube and my advice. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? I have more energy. More energy. <laughs> That's one of you them. You got to just be yeah. hyped up, like like uh, yeah. like this guy over here. Damn, like, like this Emerald. guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> he, up, he, he was probably raging all night, and look at him. <laughs> He's still doing. He can't stop. And driving. He's probably being unsafe, as well. I'll pull some energy out of my nose. Bless <laughs> That's what you need for YouTube. See, that came off normal. That, that was just, you, you thought that came, it just came out like, oh, that was pretty cool. You have to take it up another notch, right? I'm about that close to being an actual cartoon character in real life. And yeah, I'm behaving right now. Uh, let's see. Chana, can you hear us? Yeah. Can you hear how, me? Yeah, how are you doing, bro? You're alive, so that's good. That's number one. Man. I was like, I was tripping balls, man. Fantastic. Um, like, you guys you guys have no idea, like, when you, uh -oh. I, I think everybody should try to make it to an event like that because the sheer scale oh, yeah. is just insane, like, and the way, like, there's so much bass mm. that not only... Do not as much as your bass. place, though. No, dude, way more. Oh, okay, okay, way okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, balance, yeah, definitely balance, but <laughs> the bass goes through you. At the mm. same time, you hear it, and, you know, your perception is definitely skewed. Like, you, I, I can play the same music at home. I can play it at an event that I do, like, a wedding or whatever. Yeah. But it's nothing like this. Just a like, sheer scale, huh? Yeah, I mean, you said? the music goes through you. The music, like... It's inside of your whole world. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a combination. Since the bass and the kick drum uh -huh. um, are kind of occupying the same frequency ranges, um, 
it kind of blurs together, right? So you're kind of hearing the kick drum and then feeling the bass. It's hard to describe, but yeah. I know yeah, exactly the feeling you're trying to describe. It is impossible to put into words. Yeah, you know, I think it's it has to do with what we were saying earlier about scale, right? Like when you go to a movie theater, even though it's the same viewing distance, the fact that it's a humongous screen feels different. It scale. Feels, it feels different than like so you're in this open air spot, and the bass was like still coming through, and you feel like, damn, this is massive. This is crazy. And then like. You don't even have to stand close. You could be fucking two football fields away and still yeah. feel that shit. Like, it's just crazy. Why don't you pull over? Let's switch so you can talk yeah. to Yeah. So, FOMO. What's up, FOMO? Oh, volume. I can't hear you yet. Yeah, your mic's off, buddy. Um, let's see. See, so get his mic. Yeah, Donnerbrook. I live for that kind of bass, man, and a lot of the the folks I deal with do too. Because you got um, you got people that come from car audio that first dip a toe into check, home check. audio when they've matured or whatever. Okay. And they're used to that 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 car audio. I call it sound density, man. It's when the sound is like, it's all there, right in your soul. You go from like a car audio system that's been built to the hilt into the home to a parallel bookshelf. It's underwhelming at first. Yeah, we got Cody in here. I'm so happy to see you, man. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Probably won't be able to stay on too long, but just wanted to stop in and say hey. Yeah, awesome. man. Hey, everybody on. Hey, good to see you last night at the at the Influencer Mixer, too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. So, Thanks for having me. So I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but but... FOMO asked, like, hey, I don't know if we did a good job because uh, Cody was kind of quiet. I don't know if we were hogging up the mic a little too much or, you know. What do you think? What do you say about that? Is that what was happening? You can sell us. It's okay. No, no, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm a little bit quiet in general, but I can talk if need be, you know, that uh -huh. kind of thing. So, no, right. it's good. We, it's good. We just but wanted to make so sure it wasn't like, too, you know, sometimes you don't, you, you know, you just talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, that, that's my problem. That's fine. Guilty. <laughs> All right. Well, I think a lot of us here talk too much. And then, so the other thing was, FOMO, you asked last night about, um, you know, what are the rules of this? What are, I didn't yes. even know who was going to okay. be. What are okay. the rules so. when, it go, when we have a Zoom meeting or a, this influencer <sighs> thing? Like, what are the rules? Who's supposed to talk? Is somebody guiding? What, when is somebody supposed to talk? And I said, that's why I like Chana here, because Chana just breaks all the rules. And he lets it lets you know that there are no rules. You just whatever. You see what just Chana just did? That was cool. That was that's that's what the rules are. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like last night, it, you know, it's 10 p.m. here on the East Coast, and you know, Chana comes in. And she's like, "I'm partying in Vegas. What y'all doing?" And it's like, hey. <laughs> just getting with it. And I'm just here thinking about bed. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you Old guys were style. at the free party. We were actually actually at the party. Yeah, you were at, at party. the party. Yeah. And yet, and yet, you were at our pre-party. So what does that say? You know what I'm saying? You know, he's like, I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. I felt obligated. <laughs> totally. Well, I, I don't know. I can't really see much. My if my phone is saying temperature. iPhone needs to cool down. Uh oh. So I probably will have to leave. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to stop, and we still got six hours to get. Oh man. Well, well, please drive safe. 
And um, of course, we're excited to have you back in uh, in many yeah, different ways, mentally, the, uh, physically. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you're up for it, we're gonna be here. So see ya. All right, All right buddy. See ya, bro. Oh man. Chana's got charisma, man. I love it. Yeah, he's he's great. Chana's the best. Chana is the best. What's up? Um, so what else? What should we talk about? How about this? Can we have some awkward so, silence for a second? Yeah. Just can, a moment of awkward silence. Hold on. Let's get it out of our system. Yeah, look at Chana. It's still done. All right. There it is. Hey guys, a moment of silence for Chana trying to Chana trying to get off. Oh, you're you're out of here. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go have dinner with the family. All right, we'll see you. So Enjoy. we'll talk to you later, guys. Take care, man. I have a topic oh. idea, maybe. Okay, let's um, go. This is a big AV group. I'm wearing Planar headphones. Yeah. Do, how do people feel about premium headphone listening here, or are you all in on? The, you were talking about scale earlier, feeling the music's a bit different than the more intimate listening experience, but do you still find yourself looking for like the right headphone pair or two-channel pair for your music? I'm well, pretty I addicted to my Sennheisers that I use when I don't want to disturb the wife like late at night. So a good headphone, yeah. I think, is has its place in anybody's audio repertoire. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I, you Those look like some pretty big cans you got going on. What are those? These are the High Feynman HE1000 SEs. Uh -huh. um, about they're 3500. Um, I'm using a a Denifrips DAC. Uh huh. You're um, you're saying that you're you're telling me earlier you really it's, like that. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm my I have a um, the Monolith um, THX 887 I believe coming in Ooh. tomorrow that I bought. Um, so I'm going to pair that with that. Right now I'm using a JDS uh, Labs Atom, uh, which is amazing for a hundred dollar headphone amp if anyone's yeah. looking for a budget headphone amp it's ridiculous i i love the dial on on the jds lab stuff this is one amp the front one yeah it's like well this is one on top it's like this i was like i would yeah. get that just for that volume knob. is that the element i believe the element the jds the element, element. Oh, yeah i love that dial. They, they need to just sell that dial to everybody it's amazing <sighs> you know so they, they remind me of a very act they're very industrial with that aesthetic but very cool at the same time <laughs> yeah uh jonathan i'm using the uh the the aries 2 um i just got it a probably about a week ago. So the reason why I wanted to get the monolith amp is because I can do the XLR cables and go fully balanced all the way to the headphone. So I'm dying to try that out. This has kind of like been my eye-opening experience on the headphone side. You know, when you get big planar magnetics or, or ribbon headphones or stacks, you know, those produce quite a unique uh, listening experience. Those have pretty good bass because they, they better for that size. You, yeah, it's... I mean, planars are the transients are so fast. Um, it's mm. not just more bass; it's like, you know, to the hurt, if you will. You know, it's it's so accurate. Um, it, it it's again, it's kind of like what Techno Dad was trying to describe earlier. You know, yeah. it, it's the bass just sounds a little bit different, but in every right way, and it gets really intoxicating very quickly. To where you're like, I just gotta add a little bit more. I like you that know, word. I, I might steal that word, intoxicating. It is. Right? It's addicting. Like, oh, yeah. okay. 
like a like a nice chocolate cake after a steak oh, dinner. Chocolatey. You know? oh, chocolatey. Yeah. Chocolatey. Molten chocolate. <laughs> chocolatey so, sound. Yeah. Yeah, man. The Aries well, 2 cool. is great. It it opens up the sound stage for that comment just to piggyback before we switch topics. Yeah, um no. I the the Adam uh everything the whole Adam stack is very smooth, really good uh bass. It's kind of a little bit warmer. Um mm -hmm. whereas my shit products uh S C H I I T by the way. I'm not saying they're bad products. Yeah. Um they're a little bit brighter and they lose some of the bass definition. So with the JDS uh amp paired with the Denifrips Aries 2, now all of a sudden I get a little bit more playfulness and more musicality up top um to open up headphones that are normally more laid back. So he says you have a good radio yeah. voice. <laughs> you know to to the point about getting Thanks. expensive headphones, I I have to be in a fixed place, right? So if you have mm -hmm. expensive headphones, you have to have expensive amp and then the DAC. And and it all has to be, it's not mobile. And I want it to your leash to your desk. Yeah. And yeah. so I end up getting monitors instead, right? Because I, I do want to feel a little bit more from a distance for the same price, right? Whether it's the whole package, mm -hmm. three or four thousand for the headphones or three or four thousands for a similar DAC amp combo, I find myself just breaking down and getting a DAC amp monitor bookshelves that's mm -hmm. similarly quality DAC amp, amazing full cow or Sennheiser Hi-Fi Man headphones. I, I just need that, need that space. I, I don't know yeah. about you guys. Yeah, well, I know what you're I talking was, about. I was going to ask that question. What do you consider high-end headphones? Because there's $50,000 headphones. Yes, there is. <laughs> Definitely. And oh, the yes. one thing that you can, that's nice about headphones, even your cheaper headphones, you're taking your room out of the equation. So mm -hmm. then you can hear what is, air quote here, artist intent <clears throat> more easily because you're you're isolating one factor that's a big part of audio which is your room mm -hmm. hey, you know what croissant you brought up a good point about art, uh, artists intent i find myself and we just talk music let's just make it easier rather than mm -hmm. movies tuning some of the songs i hear because you know how you have literally eight different masters you got the original 1982 billy jean right michael jackson then you have the 88 the 96 and each time i'm thinking it doesn't sound better but i want to hear more bass or more of this whatever and you go into the eq and you kind of tune it to the thing that you like yep so ultimately it's, it's technically definitely not faithful to the master mixer's intent and are we looking at michael jackson as the creator or the mixer who's putting out his version of the song, right? I, I'm just, I, I'm at a loss as to what you guys think when you think of the creator's intent, because I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know, who's the creator, the producer or the, the mastering for the 2022 high-end digital MQA version? So all the what above. Guys, all, yeah. All that, the above. There's so many variables when it comes to that, because like you said, you have the actual artist who wrote the music, the mixer, you know, and then your personal preference of what sounds good to you. And what you have with headphones is you're taking out, like I said, the room is the variable. So when you start tweaking it, you're tweaking it to your liking. And 
no matter what, you could use that as a baseline to get your home theater or stereo set up to be how you like it because you have that then you can start doing bass traps acoustic treatments etc if you have a really good set of headphones to compare to now you still run into that yeah yeah reference you still run into the issue where people say it sounds like it's in your head you know but again that's just more of a psychoacoustic thing because you're not hearing any of the room that's why it sounds that also plays into the way the headphone is too. Some headphones yeah. will sound more in your head, and that's talking about the soundstage and openness of it. You know, when you get a big, you know, open back planar, that they legitimately feel like the space is more open. And then you have the the RAL ribbon headphones um, that don't actually touch your ear; they float just off of it. So they can kind of play with that a little bit. But I get what you're saying. You know, some some recordings, it sounds like it's right inside the center of your skull. <laughs> so. uh- I find it irony in some of the artists I've met, uh, I know a couple, that actually care less about the playback of their music than we do. Yeah, that's probably that's, true. That's, you, that's, I'd say that. To yeah. me, the source the source or the, the artist's intent is just whatever is coming off of that, you know, whatever you're playing it off of, right? So whatever the file is, whatever is on there, your system is supposed to reproduce that, right? Well, or even in contrast, a live concert doesn't sound anything like my home system. My home system sounds way better, yeah. <laughs> you know, than you know, fifty thousand people Stuff at like, the stadium. Yeah. Less beer spilled on you to boot. Mm, yeah, but also more smoke. <laughs> and and so to the headphones, the fact, the reason why a lot of times people complain that it sounds kind of like inside of your head there's no externalization is because you got to remember when they're recording there you have a mic really close to the instruments really close to somebody's mouth mm-hmm. so that they're they're trying to reduce the noise from the room too right and yeah. one way to do that is to bring it really close to whatever the instrument is but they're probably playing it back on studio monitors that are you know certain distances away usually they have a few different pairs that are you know large ones on the wall close ones um and i'm sure they're checking on headphones as well but for the most part they're probably monitoring for that distance and so when you play back on headphones that guitarist is right on your ear unless they add some effects Uh, right because they recorded with a mic close and so when it plays back it's close also Um, versus when remasters that Mm -hmm. i i like less than the originals you know supposedly they fix impurities or problems with the track different volumes you know i i always i have like a go-to when i compare it to i have um david bowie's space oddity and i have one of the original presses on record Mm -hmm. i got a pretty good phono preamp set up i play it and it sounds incredible and then i switch the remaster on title and it's like the soul got sucked out of the song (laughs) supposedly on paper it's a better song or better Mm -hmm. recorded produced song However, the artist's intent was, but the original recording to me yeah. is a lot more enjoyable and intimate. And when I demo that song to people, when they come over, I go to the record. It's, it's, it's just so more enjoyable more to, you, huh? to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of the times going from, especially remasters from one format to another. So like from the LP to later mm-hmm. on a CD, the remaster is basically just dynamic compression. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they hit that loudness button, huh? 
Well, or Wagner's wars, man. Like yeah, or you'll vinyl versus listening to anything new is totally different worlds. Yeah, or you sample at a higher rate, but the audio is still original. <laughs> like it, I can mm-hmm. I can sample silence at 192k and say, oh look, it's 192 sample rate versus you know 128. It must be better, but I recorded silence. <laughs> still, it's a selling point. <laughs> yeah, who's this FOMO? Hey, it's, it's Brian. Whisper status. Hey, hey, man. A yeah. lot of people are really jumping in this. Is this the Hi-Fi Summit getting excited? I'm actually doing my Hi-Fi Summit video. I should have done it earlier, but it's really cool to to go into that chat and just talk to the Hisense guy all day. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of well, cool. That was you, said, you said Hi-Fi Summit, and you just said AV Hisense uh, AV now. AV, so we're yeah, doing yes. audio and video. In the- audio he's, and video. He's sold. He's sold yeah. on Hisense if he's slurring that as a word which is good because uh we have guys like whisper status has a awesome channel where you guys talk about lots of the tv stuff right well him specifically brian he does tv reviews and whatnot but tech therapy because a lot of us i'm sure you guys get the whole you spend all this money upgrading and Mm. then literally in the tv space the minute the year turns to the next year your tv is old no one wants to talk about it and everyone says oh that last year sucks you just bought this TV. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Buy another TV every year? So in the TV space, you have a lot of stress from people who bought what they thought was an amazing OLED, only to hear reviewers say, well, last year was last year. This year's OLED is even better. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. Where do they go? You know, you have a place to go when you're about to buy a TV. You have no place to go to cry <laughs> when everyone says your TV sucks. You're like... <laughs> anyone like my tv and so we told people you know, look don't even go online but the ones that do they're like well that sucks i'm already preparing for my next upgrade i just bought it at black friday two weeks ago right? you gave so, me an know. idea but what if there's a, a channel where all you do is review old stuff oh retro like well not stuff? not old old but just like last year's phone like so right now new macbooks came out right uh new pixel 6 and like what if right now you just like I'm going to review the Pixel 5. Like, well, yeah, what? like always, well, not always, but generally you have a newer model this year and mm-hmm. it's whatever X price, but last year's discounted 30, 50, sometimes 60%. Yeah. You could yeah. literally run a channel yeah. just based on buy last year's model. Uh, what are you missing? That's a Thank new you. channel. That's the idea, Chris. Thanks. Hashtag so There's last the new year. <laughs> well, in, in audio, like everything is. It's it, the cycle isn't really like that when it comes to uh, home audio stuff. Yeah, like a year ago is not that old, right? But in TVs, I think it's way different. Uh, yeah. Funny story about that is this weekend I had some family over, and they wanted to watch the Dodger game, and I've got a 2009 Panasonic THX plasma display, and so I put the game on for them, and they were like how does this look so good? It's like, <laughs> this looks incredible. And I was like, hey, this TV is like 11 years old. <laughs> but compared to like most of the LCDs and things people watch today, yeah, it still blows away the picture quality. FOMO, you're our TV expert. So what is it, what are your thoughts on like plasma? plasma? It's an so older plasma, tech. Plasma not- motion yeah. is still unmatched. Mm. They use a different technology. So the motion's great. 
especially yeah. cinema motion, all that stuff. But it doesn't get as bright. It doesn't get as deep black. So it's, you know, SDR is fine. It cannot do HDR. So if you like HDR movies, it just, it won't do it. However, for over the air, you know, 1080p, it's phenomenal. Old yeah. school gaming where you just want that yeah. feel, that motion blur. It's got it all. It doesn't have crazy judder and it, it's, it has its benefits that neither OLED nor mini LED LCD, they can't even reproduce it. It's not possible. It was great back in the day when it was the predominant technology on mm-hmm. the, the Best Buy wall. And you could just, when you're, you're cold, just walk to the back of the store and have that radiant heat. Yeah, just that's, that's, yeah, that's another you feel problem. Great again. The yeah. biggest yeah. negative to Power plasma consumption. was the weight. They always oh, made yeah. They're so heavy. Board, well, or, you know, yeah. yeah. So. If you go back, though, with that replace with the 40-inch Sony Vegas or Vegas, uh-huh. the... Uh, Oh yeah, two hundred seventy pounds. You, you had know, to have that special TV stand. Remember, like it was the same yeah, shape the as the rest of it. So you're like, oh, I, I, I had that. Glass. I had that. <laughs> I just sold it. You know That's why I couldn't funny. get rid of it? It was so heavy. It just sat in the garage. No one had the strength to lift it until I put it on <laughs> one of those garage sale sites. I said, "Look, you guys come in and pull it out. It's yours. I just take it." And it took like a giant truck and three people. It's like, oh man, that thing's so heavy. We had this guy that worked at that store. He was like, I'll never forget him, 260-pound Samoan guy. And he would single-handedly pick up the 40-inch Sony and put it on his shoulder. And he would walk to the front of the store. It was the scariest thing I'd ever witnessed. <laughs> like, you know, you to the kids like he's a forklift driver, you know, like, watch out. You don't want to trip this guy. Yeah, yeah if he right. drops that on you, you'll be done. Jeez, so, you're dead. Yeah. I think we get this question every time you guys are on. I know. Is Rockers mini, those? Mini DSP. Okay. Let's put it to rest. Standard versus HD. The HD has 10 bands of equalization versus 5. So you get twice as many EQ bands. The HD version also has greater than seven milliseconds of delay between each channels, which allows you to time align your different subs. The more subs you have, the more delay or options of delay you need. And it also is based on distance in feet. So if you're over eight feet, you need um, the more than seven milliseconds of delay, possibly, and I, that mm. distance may be it might be eight point seven or something stupid like that. But if your room is bigger than eight feet, one's any one sub to another sub, if they're greater than eight feet, to get them time aligned, you need the HD version. Period. Mm. The, the only time you would ever really use the standard is if you have a small two-channel setup with one sub maybe two and you're you're you know close listening position so always get the hd version well is that all is that it besides those things that you just said are are there anything else any other differences because we always joke that you know everything Um, if you need a if you need a question answer you it doesn't even matter what the topic is you just ask paul (laughs) <laughs> I know a little bit about everything, but I can't remember anything. So if that, <laughs> that no, that? you did that well. That was awesome. Uh, I think a few other differences may be that I think with the two by four HD, you have the option of upgrading to the Dirac version. 
you can pay extra. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. But you can pay extra and get that on the 2x4 HD because it has the shark processors that are powerful enough to to handle it. But that only comes into play. The only reason I don't mention that is because Mm -hmm. that only comes into play if you're doing two-channel audio through it. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. So it's not really relevant to people that are using it to do subs. And subwoofer was mentioned here. So, So, yeah, so he let... Two-channel setup. He really does. I'm wrong. The HD has to do the HD. That way you can do two mains and two subs, and you can get the additional $195 Direct software and use Direct to tune those speakers. All right. I was just checking to see if you were paying attention. I I got you. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So any of the other stuff that matters, so... The Price. what optical doesn't have different inputs. That doesn't really matter either, right? For subwoofer, I think it has the same. Uh, oh, there's one other difference. Um, you have two volts versus four volt max on the RCA levels. Okay, which is a biggie for a lot of people. All right, all right. There you have it. Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, yeah. Well, th- do we need to start talking about guns again? Since I was- yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Hey, uh, Optimus, Optimus, he wasn't here. <laughs> you the 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 one time you weren't here, we started talking about guns. So I don't know what you think about that. That's just that's just because you weren't around. So we're like, hey, Optimus is not around. You know, we should talk about guns. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reason. <laughs> oh man. We have too much fun, and tomorrow we should continue that. And let's see, let's see what we got going on tomorrow. If you guys don't mind, we'll just kind of look over the schedule. We can comment and and uh, talk about a few things here. So, let me see if I can. Anyways, you guys keep talking for a second. I'm gonna um pull this up. Yeah, I don't remember the exact voltage on that mini H- HD, but I know that HD has a higher voltage. I, 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 my buddy Miguel, he remembers all the. Yeah, where's Miguel at, man? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's hiding. So he remembers everything that I can't. Oh, I see. <laughs> all the details. <laughs> so, but um, what does everyone else think about? Uh, you know, our presentation with FOMO and uh, Joe today. As Which far one? as our uh, yeah. subjective yeah. versus oh, objective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank I you. commented on that, but I'll let you guys. Uh, well, let, let's hear. Okay, Joe. Uh, not Intel. Oh, yeah. Other Joe. <laughs> Other Joe. <laughs> not Intel. <laughs> so basically, I listen to FOMO when I want to be objective, and I listen to Joe when I want to be subjective. That's the way I, I view it. Well, 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 there's a surprise. There you <laughs> and you listen to Ike if, if you want to see an unboxing. <laughs> if That's you about as far as I can go for now. So. You want to see a package reveal, go to Ike. <laughs> start He's the best. He's the yeah. best. Hey. So, um, awesome. What about the other Joe? What was your thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't look at if I'm fortunate enough to get different products that I'm not buying or if I do buy stuff, I'll research it a little bit. But I don't – I start without looking at any specs, so I don't have any pretense of what to expect. And I'll, I'll listen to something for a long period of time or use it 
whether if it's TV, watch it, whatever it is, kind of get my own feel for it. And then I have some stuff to do measurements, especially on headphones. I have the the rig to to test the frequency response and all that. But that's usually to confirm what I think I'm hearing, you know, and make sure I'm not crazy. If I think the bass is, is so strong that it's muddy and, and killing my clarity, for example, you know, how bad is it really? And then I measure it I'm like, okay, this is bad. And I usually don't share the measurements with, with viewers because most of them, um, at least on, on my side of things that, that doesn't mean as much to them, they don't, it's not like they measured a different one. They don't have the same measuring equipment if they did. So you can't really, um, use one person's measurement and compare it to someone else's even just not having the right seal or placing the microphone slightly off mm. or as Joe said earlier, a different room, it'll all measure differently. So I do it more for internal stuff, but on my review, I just kind of base that experience um, to say, this is what it sounds like to me. And then people decide if they think that's the right sound for them or look. So, so quick question. So should we make, the numbers mean anything to people? Is there a role that you guys, Joe and FOMO, play in ensuring that the numbers mean anything to people who don't care about it? Is there some type of pressure or you just feel like, look, this is need to know. You should know this before you go spend your money? Or mm-hmm. let, let me jump into that. The pressure is on me and I think on Joe. As a reviewer, we want to be comprehensive. So I started off with totally wanting to share numbers and then as i got more experience i'm like i'm not helping anyone really because no one has light meters no one knows what it means and okay 100 nits in a bright room and 100 nits in a dark room just like you said joe it's completely different right if you're measuring it but you're watching or you're listening environment it doesn't give you the same experience deep blacks from an lcd tv in a dark room is different than in a bright room. And so I thought, okay, it's easier just for me to talk about use cases. So if you watch my reviews now, it's yeah. all about use cases, which I think people can relate to. And if they actually ask the nits, I direct them to, let's say, ratings. Like, look, guys, QN9, QN90A is like, you know, 1600 nits. TCL is only 1100, but you can't tell the difference. And they're like, well, what's the point of? the measurements like well that's why i don't talk about it anymore it misleads you into overpaying for what you think is a brighter tv and it is bright but it's not brighter and so in the tv space at least i'm getting away from these numbers because i have no way of well keep it classy is is one he and i have been talking about this at length is there a new way to do it so that we can have more relevant numbers and we're working with we're talking to Spears and Munsell. They're the ones that are creating a better test disc that TVs cannot gain. So I don't know if you guys do this in the audio space, but in the TV space, Samsung, LG, they know what patterns we use so well that in that pattern, they could hit these high brightness levels. Then in real life, it's like, I've never seen that, right? So I, I've, I've gone away It happens from in a lot that. of things. Yeah, uh, motherboard manufacturers for computers will have their own overclock settings and then intel has their own special instruction sets Ah. working with the benchmark software that's better optimized for their instructions benchmarks you know so measurements synthetic benchmarks it's like Mm -hmm. you know does it open premiere pro faster or not measurements (laughs) are only as truthful as the marketing people behind them because (laughs) i can get a thousand nits at just pure white 
But then, oh, do you actually want to see any other color in addition to that? Oh, wait, 300 nits, my bad. (laughs) Thank you. And here's something that people forget. So in the TV space, it's logarithmic, not linear. Your ability to notice it, right? So 800 nits and 1500 nits. Wow, twice the brightness. No, just... Yeah, this much just right? a little bit yeah. so when you get an OLED a new OLED that gets an extra 80 this you get all excited and then you go I have the two mm-hmm. th- it looks the same that's right yeah mm-hmm. it's <laughs> no different than you know if you're in a dark room and someone flashes a five watt bulb real quick in your eye you're like oh geez that's not very bright but if it's pitch black and that happens you yeah. have a spot on your eye yeah. <laughs> versus if it's <laughs> outside someone does that you won't even notice that thing (laughs) you'll be like what and and i think a lot of people don't talk about how if you do review uh, products and you start doing more measurement measurement or objective reviews then you know because objective it's very easy for somebody to say when you do it wrong right it's kind of like math like if you did this wrong everybody sees it hey you did that wrong Versus if I say, yeah, I like the speaker because it's a, uh, you know, it made me feel a certain way. How are you going to argue that? Right. Right. It's like can't. arguing with you that you like soup. Yeah, you can't. Like, so. Nah, it's nasty. <laughs> so I do talk to other reviewers that are like, they do measurements, but they never show it because they don't want to say, somebody's going to say, well, mm-hmm. you didn't do this right. Or you, you know, you're interpreting this wrong. And, you know, it, it's a lot of pressure, I think, when you start showing yeah. measurements. Huh? Yeah. And down the road, like with my stuff, you know, if your measurement gear changes, you and you've always relied on that on some of the coverage, do you invalidate your old tests? You know, you have to specifically say if you're comparing this to the prior one, it's not the same. Speaking of measurements, speaking of measurements, uh, what what's the size wait, of your wait. biceps right over there, Gene? Speaking of rock stars, <laughs> what is not as big as they rock used to be. star Gene de la Salle. Gene. Yeah. How's it going, guys? What's up, Hello. man? Yeah, we're just having fun over here. What's the topic? Um, we're, the topic is uh, Hulk Hogan's 24-inch biceps. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's You know, he lives in Clearwater. I've met him a few times at restaurants. Oh, yeah? Oh, no way. Yeah. 24-inch pythons, I should say. Pythons, you got to say it right. He did, yeah. Well, this is actually near and dear to your heart, Gene. We were discussing the, the benefits of objective versus subjective, but I was concluding that... If you internalize the objective and you have a recommendation that's subjective, but it's based on objective, consumers are more able to act on it, like you described the use case and so forth. But if you go heavy into, you know, let's say the the, the dispersion patterns and all this <clears> stuff, it, it ends up doing this. Because I love I love James Larson's review, but yeah. I skip his measurements. I go straight to does James like it or not? And if he says he likes it. I really don't care what the measurements are. But, and if he says he doesn't like it, I also don't care what the measurements are. So, well, and, James, and I see myself as a consumer. What do you think? James is a um, is really awesome to have him on our team because he not only goes into all the measurements and he does them better than you know, virtually everybody in the business, but he spends the time and actually gives you his subjective listening impressions, which I find extremely useful because you're never going to be able to translate what that person um the experience of the speaker just by the measurements, right? So he actually sits down, has a reference, has a location where he puts the speakers. He does things very consistently, very methodically. He's got good hearing. He's got good acoustics in his room. So 
I think it's a combination of both. Uh, I'll give you an example. Like right now, I'm measuring this Yamaha receiver back here, and it's a hot mess. But <laughs> most of it is the bench test, and most of it you won't hear what I'm measuring. The problems that I'm measuring hopefully are fixable before they, before I release this report. But it's all on the audio precision. I'm measuring, you know, minus 70 dB cyanide instead of 90. It's 20 dB difference. Yes, that's bad on a measurement perspective. But all the research I've done when I worked at Raytheon doing telecom and, and um, doing masking and determining what the threshold is at distortion, depending on the kind of signal you're listening to, usually it's 60 dB or better. Uh, your, your ear can't resolve that. So I'm measuring half the loudness of that, the distortion, and I'm still complaining that it's not good enough because it's not state of the art. But I don't want to deter people and say, don't buy this product because the measurement is not as good as another product when in audibility, you know, the audibility of it is unlikely in most scenarios. So uh, I think you're one of the best when it comes to measuring amplifiers and stuff like that. I always enjoy it because you throw it on the audio precision and you really know all the stuff. So. Um, appreciate very that, interested yeah, in hearing about that yeah um, i love me i love measuring i prefer measuring amplifiers over receivers receivers are a pain in the ass because you got to measure you know eight channels you got to do hdmi is a nightmare when someone mm -hmm. sends me a two-channel amp i'm in heaven because i just set up two test loads and plug in my analog uh connections and i'm done you know it's and i and i understand everything i need to measure there's no weirdness going on with hdmi and mm -hmm. yeah so uh, FOMO, to answer your question a little bit, is uh, James Larson, though, he has a track record of measurements. So I can read, just I can skip all the way to the end because I know that he did all the measurements. I know he didn't just come to a conclusion out of nowhere, just like, hey, you know what? I think I feel this way today. It's all based on measurements. So I think part of it is the fact that he does uh, does all those measurements that I can skip to the end and read it. If I wanted to, I'd like to look them at the measurements, but. And let's be honest, nobody reads anymore. They just want a YouTube video. <laughs> Sadly. Fomo's breaking up on my. Fomo's locked up. Yeah, you're you're locking up, Fomo. Um, you know what, Gene? I know a lot of times you're talking about, uh, you know how most people like to watch videos, but I personally like to read. The graphs and all that on the website. If you See, show awesome. that on the screen, I'll, yeah. and then I gotta pause the video. Okay. Yeah. It's not as clear. I, Joe, I'm you like know. YouTube, but the it seems like the trend is everybody just wants to see a video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, ten minutes or less, and it's. I just don't see the reader retention that we had ten years ago. Yep. The average consumer is looking for, hey, what's your impression? I don't care about your readings. <laughs> why? Why is Gene's video the clearest out of? And you always, and always, know. What, you always what's going on in my quality. I know, right? What is I going on? What is this? I, I think it's the shirt. I think it's, it's, it's the all shirt. the oh, don't don't get me started, Gene. You picked the wrong shirt today, buddy. Yeah, I know. You're gonna make fun of my MT40i, right? <laughs> uh, Steven, thank you for the super chat. Best way to integrate a mini DSP HD subwoofer calibration using. REW into Dirac Live calibration on an XM2. No DLB, no Dirac Live bass control on Emotivas yet, unfortunately. How did you know DLBC meant that? I was looking at them like, what does that even mean? Um, well, we, uh, what is it? I think Wednesday we're going to have uh, Jacob from 
Dirac, and he's. I asked him specifically to talk about Dirac live bass control. Something I'm very interested in, because yeah. it's so it's so crazy what Something it's doing. I just got. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Tim's got it. He's got it. Um, it's very interesting. I think we're gonna do a deep dive into how that all works. But his question is, best way to integrate a mini DSP HD subwoofer calibration and using REW into Dirac live calibration. Hmm. I would have to say, do your mini DSP stuff first, first with the receiver completely default. Then do your Durac and then cut off the base management if you can below your DSP threshold. Hmm. If that's possible. I don't know if you can't you do that in the, yeah, Durac. With the curtain. I, yeah. I guess I'd have to know why you're using the mini DSP. I'm assuming because you want to, you probably have two or more subs, right? So he's yeah, probably the using Emotiva those two. Has, the Emotiva has manual parametric EQ, so you don't need the mini DSP. It's got independent delay control for your t dual subs. I would just get rid of that box and do everything. And I'm assuming you could use the PEQ and DRAC simultaneously oh. in Emotiva. I don't know. I've, I haven't reviewed that one, but maybe he has. Maybe I was like, maybe he has four subs. So let us know um, what the use case is for the mini DSP HD. Maybe he's using it for maybe he has different types of subs and he needs to add different delays to each one. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get into why Dirac Live Bass Control is so awesome. Um, what else? What else we got here? Uh, any other questions? Gene has. I oh, do yeah. actually. I'm really I'm in that connected city uh, development where everything's one gig, so that's pretty cool. When it works, it's been working a lot better lately. So, <laughs> I like the war games reference in chat. <laughs> hey, Gene, I I wanted to ask you. You keep mentioning um, uh, FIR filters and how you're so geeked up about those. Mm. What well, is it part of your speaker system? That allows yeah, you to do that? It's, a, it's a separate DSP, a company called Marani that makes mm -hmm. the DSP. It's a very sophisticated, uh, it's like DRAC, I'm, I'm sorry, it's like mini DSP on steroids because mm. it's a really high resolution DAC. It's used mm -hmm. in pro audio, like 120 dB noise resolution, mm -hmm. and it does FIR correction. So you have to hear it, man. I mean, if you if you get it set up right and you sit there and you listen to it, turned on versus turned off when you turn it on everything just sounds so freaking fluid like the phantom center between the two speakers is so predominant that you you really think your center channel's on mm -hmm. but when you get that filter correct and you match the response on the symmetry between the two speakers it's just you get a stereo image and sound stage that you just can't get with passive crossovers and without that kind of correction it's like it's game changing mm -hmm. and i think you're going to see a lot more of that technology implemented into powered speakers where is the it end chocolatey it though it's very chocolatey it's dark chocolate 75 percent or greater <laughs> Dang. oh yeah like but that not, but not 100 percent. we want a little sugar we want 100 we want a little sugar with our sound exactly yeah it's dark there's such thing as too dark of chocolate oh man all right how do you say this travis sylvania Thank you for the $10 super chat. I need wisdom of the crowd. I love two-channel music listening. Have any of you on purpose upmixed stereo music to DTS, uh, DTX, Neural X, or Oromatic? Oh, dangerous territory. Good idea, bad idea. 
Who I have four Zoom two speakers to <laughs> yeah. use. But I've it, tried it. <laughs> it depends on what you like. That's mm. what that boils down to. Uh, yeah. You know. So what does what does everybody like here? Can I say one thing? All right. DTS, DTS Neural X sucks as a two channel up mixer. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Okay. Their previous generation was much better because they had the center spread feature that they took out of this one. Mm-hmm. Unlistenable, in my opinion, because it just dumps everything yeah. to the center channel and you lose your stereo image. How Atmos about and an oral up mixing are awesome for two channel music? Yep. Completely okay. awesome. How about add this to the mix just, just for fun? Um, who remembers Logic 7? Do you have Logic 7 in your uh, my Harman uh, Kardon? Three... Pitchgate. Yep. You have Logic 7? No, who knows what I'm talking about when I'm when yeah, I have the Harman Kardon, the AVR, okay, AVR series from Harman Kardon. Have it was and, was that uh, good? I used to use it. Was it was okay. Good? I mean, when it I first came you know, out, it had issues, but then it got better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I still, you know, as a for the two channel side of things, I find that if you have a really well dialed in setup, mm-hmm. turning off the processing is is to me produce the best listening experience for music. Hmm. Um, just. You know, I, I don't like to add too much to it. If it yeah. was supposed to be a stereo mix, I try to just maximize that physically yeah. um, for My that Yamaha kind of music Church and not add processing. The beats them all. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know music who said they jazz I got the trigger gene over here with my Yamaha yep. Church Hall up mixer. <laughs> you know who I th- think said that they like that better than, well, I don't know about be- better, but uh, when I talked to Floyd Tool on the phone, he said, oh, I, I miss this old lexicon something something. And I have to look it up. Like, what is this? Like, what does this well, have? He's brand loyal. He's brand loyal. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's old. The Adobe up mixer is so much more advanced than that stuff now. It's opinion. all about Oro, you know that. Oro's <laughs> a good up mixer. Do you, you know, I wish I could put like a text in here, but yeah. have you guys heard of this lady? <clears throat> Excuse me. Her name is Dominique Phils Ami, A-I-M-E. She's, a rec- she's an artist. I can't type it, but anyways, if you guys get a chance, if you have Tidal or you have Apple Music, look her music up because she's audiophile recording uh quality but actually good music and it sounds absolutely amazing when you throw it through the dolby up mixer i'm actually going to be interviewing her next month and i was telling her recording uh engineer that whatever you guys did that is like the best candidate for up mixed music because it doesn't it, it gives you actual surround side surround effects from two channel when you throw it through the up mix and it sounds very natural so if you guys get a chance to listen to her um, two or three of our albums with an up mixer, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It really is source dependent. Some music doesn't sound good up mix. All right, we're we're yeah. taking turns. We have a lot of people who are, we have more people that want to enter than we can fit in Streamyard. So uh, it's cool that you I'll guys drop. are taking turns. I see you guys. Yeah, What's up, Don? I'll, I'll we got we got, we got a different Don in here. You don't <laughs> know this on? Don. This is double D right here. Yeah. Oh, you got Don Don. This is a different big, double D. Yeah, we the got big, big double D Don in the house. He just <laughs> got up, back bro? on an airplane, so I'm surprised he's already here. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Hey, everybody knows Don. Great this show today. Don. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we got we got more coming up tomorrow. Let's see. Um, a lot of video stuff, right? Come on. Oh, phone movement. Let me see if I can. Can you guys hear me? Hear me? Hear yeah. Me? Okay. Do we have stuff tomorrow? I don't know. Do Sonic we have stuff? S- oh yeah. Carousel Actually, no. Modeling. Tomorrow is tomorrow's audio. Yeah, yeah. Audio. audio. Okay. Yeah, Wednesday is the video. Okay, so here we go. 
Let's see here. Yeah, SPS tomorrow. Okay, Paris. so Sonic Presence. Um, they're gonna have some cool demos for you guys, and this is what I wanted to 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 ask Joe about because he's into the headphones, and I'm curious to see if you've ever heard some pretty good like binaural spatial spatial audio stuff because that's when you can actually get some externalization wearing headphones, right? Yeah. Yep. So we'll have them on. I'm sure they'll have some pretty cool stuff. We got SVS. They have a few topics here. I don't know how they're gonna fit all this in. Everything you need to know when choosing a subwoofer and tips for engaging people to the joys of high performance audio. And then at one, we have uh, Joe Finn from Parasound. Super 230, nice Monolith by Monoprice. Oh, they got some cool stuff. I wish I could tell you, but they're gonna tell you. Uh, and yeah, then four- just hit the market. What's that? Their 16-inch subwoofer just hit the market. Oh, I know. I know. I, I did a quick uh, quick live stream about that, actually. Um, so, yeah. we got That's what we got going on tomorrow. And then, of course, we have uh, the chat room. So, you know how we do it. We're Isn't Joe a good from Paris sound like the nicest guy you ever met in audio? Oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's very nice. He reminds me of like a, like, like a classic old-school salesman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I can imagine him like having a briefcase. <laughs> he know? probably does. <laughs> he he's just like so. Like, he's very enthusiastic for someone that's been in the industry as long as he has, and he he's, he like he approaches it from the eyes of a child, which I love because he's just really into this stuff. Yeah, he's great, and he says thank you for everything. Yep. Yeah, thank you for saying that, Gene. <laughs> and then he'll say whatever he was gonna say. Yeah, he's a Toastmasters guy. Did you know that? A what? You know Toastmasters, like, you know what Toastmasters is? I have no idea what that is. It's like where you practice public speaking. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a club type of thing where you, you practice not saying, um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I tried it for a little bit. But, um, Interesting. Yeah, he's, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. I could use it, that for sure. I could. Now I'm it was it was too hard. Say, um, every two seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If anybody um, needs it, it's China. We got a few things. We <laughs> well, there's one word he could learn to cut out. <laughs> he could cut out some other words. That would be like forty um. percent of his conversation, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly one. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, what did he say? Joe Finn is a salt of the earth guy. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see Gene in the mix. Yeah, ripe wave. Glad to be here. Thanks. Yeah, it's always good to, you know, that's what we try to do. We try to bring everybody together, really. You know, at the end of the day, Gene, I'm, I'm, it, you weren't there at the Influencer Mixer. Yes, apologize. Oh, man. It's all right. We had some bigger channels than you on there. You did? Who <laughs> <laughs> was on there? No, no, so um, one of the things I said is, you know, we have so many different personalities, you know, that, of course... Not everybody's going to be best friends, but at the same time, you don't have to be enemies. Like, people don't have to be enemies. Like, I don't know why people make it seem like, oh, I listen to this guy, so I must be anti this guy. Like, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? We're pretty much talking about the same things. I'm sure Gene and I would agree with pretty much most things when it comes to audio, except for RO. Um, but other than that, like, when it comes to I mean, DSP yeah, I mean and, and frequency response and and measurements i mean we probably agree on most stuff right i mean i think we could both agree oral is a dead format but other than that 
I held uh, on. To, I held on to beta when I was a kid, and I held on to DVD audio, and I still have my DVD audio disc. But yeah, we those, all still have our eight track player. I have plus. about a dozen HD DVDs. If anybody wants my HD DVDs, let me know. Oh no, you can charge a premium for that. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. We just try to have a good time. I would encourage you guys to follow all these guys' channels. We have a lot of people, and we always encourage people to start making content. You know? So that's the thing. We're not afraid of competition. Like, we're like, hey, let, let us help you. Let us know. We'll tell you what camera to get, what mic to get. We think that there should be more information. You know? I hit up Joe, what, last week or two yeah. weeks ago. I was like, hey, I, you know, sorry to bother you, but if you have some time to review my, uh, a couple of videos I made and, and critique. And he's like, you know, on a scale of one to 100, how harsh would you want me to be? And I'm like, I'm, I got thick yeah. skin. I'm like, lay it on me. I know you're not attacking me, but whatever you would say to yourself, just say to me, you know, don't, don't hold back. And he, he gave some great feedback and it helped me on my next review. So, it, you know, I, I appreciate that even though we're in the same, somewhat some of the same categories um it's still a very um sorry, a positive environment i guess a working environment where you know i'm happy to help if i can ever provide feedback and i appreciate what he was doing so Thank just to you. echo that yeah i yeah, think i think when joe people and, do that uh, you can help me both joe and yeah man help me so and yeah. Chana too so. i i think it's just it shows lack of confidence when people do that it, like if you're worried about somebody whatever overtaking you whatever it's like, don't you think that you're going to grow? Like for me, I can teach you guys. I can tell you everything that I possibly know. And I'm not worried about like, oh, he's, he knows everything I know now. Because that because I'm constantly learning too. right? So I'm learning from you guys every time. If I'm teaching you, sometimes you guys teach me. So it's, it's continual improvement. And I'm not worried if I give you everything I know. I mean... I just it's made just my stuff way. because I like doing it. I just like talking about that stuff, and it's my way to vent or, or research and share what I did. And if people like it, great. And if they don't, then they don't. But it's still just me. You know, the few people that like it, even if two mm -hmm. people do, I help two people. So yeah. whatever happens after that is great. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. You, might, you gentlemen yeah. mind if I take a comic segue for just a moment? Yeah, let's go. Hey, TT4. Yeah, isn't that special? <laughs> Church lady. Uh, yeah. Church lady. Yeah. Good. Well, um, I, I got to head out, guys. Um, yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's really nice to meet you all. I've seen you all in, in prior videos or podcasts, and it, it's it's just been great. So thanks again, Joe, for everything you've done, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, man. So, we'll see thanks, you. Joe. Yeah, good to meet right. you, Joe. All right. Well, Likewise. We're, Thanks. We're probably going to wrap this up, too. So uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't know how to do these clothes. Who wants to do who wants to close this up this time? Ike, Ike, Don, you want to do it? RGA, Tim, Larry, who wants to do the outro? Yeah, thank you for joining the Daily and don't, Hi don't say show. Keep, don't say keep listening. That's somebody else's. That's uh, somebody else's outro. Gentlemen, thank you for attending the Hi-Fi Summit. Joe and tell our fine, illustrious, esteemed host, Mr. Gene Delisella, a man of his own fame and notoriety, and the rest of you at the Hi-Fi Podcast. Please have a wonderful evening and tune in tomorrow. Oh, there it is. Okay. End. All right.